Good morning and welcome to another podcast which is tracking our daily Bible reading schedule. This morning we're starting the book of 1 John. And before we dive into this first chapter, we wanted to give just a brief background on the writings of John. Um, John's writings are very mysterious. They're, they speak of very divine things. And, and because of that, they're hard to grasp. And so from the outset, we need to realize that in order to really uh, understand and comprehend what John is conveying to us through his writings, we have to use our regenerated spirit. Praise the Lord that God has uh, created us with a spirit and we have received the Holy Spirit and been regenerated in our spirit. And with our spirit, we can apprehend all the mysterious things that John speaks about. Now, John's writings could be said to be supplementary to the other writings in the New Testament. For example, his gospel comes at the end of the three synoptic gospels. The three synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke uh, really portray Christ uh, in his humanity. He's portrayed by Matthew as the king. He's portrayed by Mark as a servant. And he's portrayed in Luke as a genuine man who became our Redeemer and Savior. Uh, <clears throat> but John's Gospel shows us that Jesus Christ is God Himself incarnate. God come in the flesh. He is not just a man, but He is a God-man. And uh, if we only had the first three Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, we wouldn't see much of the aspect of the Lord's divinity, but mainly his humanity. So we really need the Gospel of John. And then his epistles could be said to be supplementary to the other uh, epistles in the New Testament. And then finally, of course, you know, John also wrote the book of Revelation, which is a supplement to the entire Bible, actually, not just the New Testament. And uh, imagine, if we didn't have the book of Revelation, what a lack, right? The Bible wouldn't have a proper conclusion. So we really need John's writings. And uh, another thing to say about John's writings before we dive into chapter 1 is that his writings are very uh, polemical. And what this means is that he was a person fighting for the truth, uh, debating and disputing, uh, even waging war for the truth, because the truth was being attacked, primarily the truth concerning God and Christ. He wasn't primarily uh, dealing with things, religious things like the Apostle Paul was, uh, like the law, circumcision, Judaism, but he was uh, fighting for the truth that was that was being um, uh, attacked by these philosophical concepts that led to heresy. And he wanted to inoculate the believers against all heretical doctrines concerning God and concerning Christ. So this is a little background on John's writings. Now, we come to 1 John, the epistle, 
And I think the main thing I wanted to uh, emphasize to you this morning in chapter 1 is this cycle uh, for our spiritual life that we see in these verses. In verses 1 and 2, John is emphasizing the eternal life, the word of life and the eternal life, which was manifested to the apostles, and they saw this life, which of course was Jesus Christ. They testified, they reported uh, to the believers this eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Um, and this eternal life we received at the time of our regeneration. We have the eternal life. Now this eternal life has a fellowship associated with it. It issues in a fellowship. And this is what we see in verse 3. He says, That which we have seen and heard we report also to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. So we received the eternal life initially at the time of our regeneration, and this eternal life issues in a fellowship with God, with the Father, with the Son, and even with one another as the body of Christ. And in that fellowship, God himself is there, and God is light. This is verse 5. It says, and this is the message which we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God is there as light in our fellowship, and the light of God exposes, it exposes our sins, our shortcomings, our failures, our mistakes, our wrongdoings, and it causes us to realize the need for more of the precious blood of Christ. And so he moves on in verse 6 and 7. Uh, if we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and are not practicing the truth. And then verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from every sin. And verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in the light of God, we're exposed and it causes us to uh, need the blood, to apply the blood of Christ by confessing our sins. And when we do, the barriers are taken away, the barrier of sin. And God can flow His life into us more. More life gets added to our being. And that brings in more fellowship. And in the fellowship, God is there shining. And that exposes us more and causes us to need the blood more, to uh, confess more. And the more we confess, the more the barriers are removed the more the divine life flows in, and we are propelled on in our Christian life, in the growth in life, through this cycle of these four crucial items. The eternal life, the fellowship of the eternal life, the divine light, and the precious blood of Christ. May the Lord bring us on day by day, even moment by moment, in this uh cycle for our growth in life until we reach maturity. Amen.